Welcome to Ballcourt. I'm Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. Now, what a beautiful world it is. We got some great things going on. ISO Joe is back in the league. And what's going on with the world of basketball? It's like everything is topsy-turvy. We got Della Don doing the things of the greats. And, of course, Lonzo has some tea right here on Ballcourt. Check me out. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Ballcourt. I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. I must say, it has been an amazing week in basketball. I've been loving everything I've been seeing and everything I've been feeling. So, I'm going to start it off with the feel-good basketball story of the week. Yes, Iso Joe is back. Welcome back. After his big three performance where he just absolutely showed out, I'm talking he was playing against the killer threes. And mind you, he was playing against one of my friends, C.J. Watson, and he just, whew, he hit that three-pointer from that baseline, and that was the thing that was going to sign him. Yes, Detroit Pistons decided that they're going to have to see some more of that Joe Johnson. They don't think he's just washed up yet. So Joe Johnson will be returning. Now, Basketball fans, I know you do remember the last time Joe Johnson was here. It wasn't the greatest performance, but it was still phenomenal Joe. Yes, it's only 6.8 points a game, 55 games that he played. He was doing his thing between the Utah Jazz and the Houston Rockets. But if you saw him doing that big three performance, can you tell me beyond a shadow of a doubt that he doesn't deserve to come back? Don't get me wrong, I know Andre's, you know, I'm sorry, Amari Stoudemire was out there trying to come back as well, but he made his way back. Now, this is a great thing for the Big Three because one of the things that the Big Three actually promotes is that these guys aren't finished yet. There's still something left for them. And so, with him making that jump to get back, I must say, it is a great thing for everybody. Ice Cube, you've done a great thing with your league. Because obviously you're doing a way, you find a way to bring people back. Now, let's see if there's going to be a league that comes out there that's going to help these kids get in to the NBA. Outside of the G League, don't get me wrong, I know what the G League is doing. But this, this is something great. Man, Iso, I, I salute you. I think that Detroit is going to have a pretty good team this year. You're going to have Blake Griffin. You're going to have Derrick Rose. And I think Derrick Rose is going to come back phenomenally this year after dropping that 50-pointer last year is going to be even better this year. And then you add Joe Johnson to this, I definitely think that they could be a dark horse contender. So look out for the Detroit Pistons. Look out for ISO Joe. Here's a couple details of the contract that I didn't get to mention. Now, only $220,000 is guaranteed. He just has to be there till the 7th of January. And all the rest of that $2.6 million will be his. This is for one more year in the sun. 38-year-old Joe Johnson, you go get it. Man, all of us who are saying that we wish we could have one more year. Thank you. You did it for us. I appreciate you. My gray hair and bad knees salute you. All right. Speaking of gray hair and bad knees, Sean Livingston is retiring after 15 years. 
And I must say, it's been an amazing roller coaster over those 15 years. If anybody remember the story of Sean Livingston being drafted so high, coming into the league, and then with that devastating leg injury, nobody thought he'd ever be able to play again. But he went from that to a champion with the Golden State Warriors. And after sitting there, being back there, and everybody thinks that he was just there to be a big guard, but he was doing more than just being a big guard. He was actually a mentor for Steph Curry. So, Sean Livingston, I salute you as one of my favorites. And I'm not talking just any Sean Livingston. I'm talking the original Sean Livingston with the big afro looking like Dr. J coming into the league straight out of the McDonald All-American game with the clean-shaven face looking like he's roughly about 12, 13 years old. That's the Sean Livingston I remember. I salute you. Hey, you had an amazing career, and I guarantee in anything you're going to do, you're going to be just as amazing in all your future endeavors. I would not be surprised if you're working in the front office over there at Golden State. You keep doing what you're doing. Great job. Next, I want to go on to the the story that kind of touches my heart. Here, over here on the West Coast, we are regaled with stories of yesteryear of things that happened in the East Coast. We are talked about of when Wade threw the alley to LeBron James. I know you've seen the poster. It's angelic in a way. It is, it is beautiful to watch. We talk about the second coming. We talk about Zaire and Bronny just so we can hopefully catch lightning in a bottle one more time. Can we see that once again? We tried in Cleveland. We said, hey, Dwayne, come on over. Do this year with us. We tried. We did everything we could before we had to trade him back to Miami. But, yes, there is a possibility. Hold on, hope. Everybody, I want you to grab on to your little hope ropes or whatever it is that you have to do, you know, grab your little dream catcher and wish for this dream to come true. Because Dwayne Wade said that he will be staying in shape while he's out here in L.A. working out with LeBron James. Because, you know, as he quotes, anything could happen. Now, we saw what happens, you know, within a couple years into the league or a couple games into the season. We know what's going to happen. We know that at this point, they're going to find another reason to step up, find another reason to say, hey, we need an extra piece. Could Dwayne Wade be that extra piece that is needed? Especially now with Boogie out, with Boogie having legal issues as well, do we need that extra piece? I think so. And I think that extra piece could be D-Wade, you know? I definitely believe it could be D-Wade. I'm hoping it's D-Wade. So, yes, stay in shape, work out, keep on doing that thing. Because we could be looking at Sierra Canyon as just a preview of what's to come in L.A. It could just be from an old man just wishing. I don't know. As I sit back and I... uh Throw on my cashmere sweater and dream of thoughts of yesteryear as I sip my tea. <sighs> Hopefully, Dwayne is here. But until then, we're going to move on to the next story. All right? Speaking, we're going to keep it in L.A. Because Anthony Davis is talking about doing some big things. And, you know, 
I can't just have one story about LeBron James. It's actually in our contract. Here at CWN Sports, we believe that we have to have multiple stories on LeBron James. So, here goes our second story. This is going to be about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is actually saying that he is going to hold LeBron James accountable for his defense. So, we might have a chance of seeing those chase down blocks that we saw yesteryear. The chase down blocks that still have Andre Iguodala waking up in the middle of the night in cold sweats. Those kind of chase down blocks, we might be able to see that again. Anthony Davis has stated that he wants to be, hold on, he wants to make sure that him and LeBron is on the all defensive player, you know, all defensive player team, the all defensive team. I think that's going to be amazing. If that can happen, he said he will hold them accountable. Uh, let's be realistic here. You're talking about, don't get me wrong, one of the best, the best defensive players to ever play the game. And truthfully, let's be honest here, if he wasn't playing in New Orleans for the last few years, he would have had a defensive player of the year award already sitting on his mantle. Because his team was never a team that was defensively in contention. You could never really rate him as high as saying that he is the defensive player of the year. We understand that. So statistically, he has been defensive player of the year before. So I know he can make it there. And I know that he has that effort and that drive to push others. But at the same time, do you think he will be able to literally go up and say, hey, King, you need to step up. You need to show more. You need to chase down more. I don't think Anthony Davis has it in him to be that kind of guy. The only way that I can clearly see that happening is unless Anthony Davis challenges LeBron and says, I'm the best defensive player on the team, and there's nothing you can do about it. I know the King will not allow a new person in his court to speak ill of the king. That's the only way. But I don't see him holding him accountable. I don't see a Chris Paul type dynamic where Anthony Paul, Anthony, uh, Anthony Davis is going to pull LeBron James aside and grab him down like how Chris Paul does with uh, his players and yell at him and say, hey, you're supposed to be in that spot. I can't see that happening. But time will tell. I definitely do believe that if, if that challenge is made to LeBron, hands down, both of them are on the all-defensive team. But Anthony Davis, I don't think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year because I think LeBron James is going to really step it up. And being for the fact that he has an opportunity to guard the ball more, even though through the 1-5, to five, Anthony Davis is the best hands down at guarding the ball. Through the 1-5, to five, there's never a mismatch for him. I definitely believe that since LeBron James statistically will be on the ball more, he has a better chance at being defensive player of the year. That was a little analytics for y'all. All my math nerds, that was for you. Enjoy. All right. And so next, I want to go ahead and talk about more L.A. L.A. Big Men. Now, this is just a quick little shout out. I don't know if any of y'all been checking out Instagram or been watching how things been going. But have y'all seen Dwight Howard lately? Oh my God, he over there at Venice Beach looking buff. I'm talking, he cut, he ripped. He looking like he's ready to play some ball. He's ready to play some for real basketball this time. He's not there to talk. 
He's not dead alive. He's out there dropping a dunk contest, you know what I'm saying, with a pro dunker, and he was just looking phenomenal. Head above the rim and everything. He's jumping. He's looking strong. He's going to the hole. I don't know. This is something that I'm looking forward to. I can't wait. I can't wait. Now, speaking of big men, I want to go on to the last story of this segment. This is one of our biggest men. Yes, the round mound of rebound is finally being honored for something else outside of what he says on television. Yes, for y'all youngsters, I'm talking about Charles Barkley. Yes, Charles Barkley used to be a basketball player that was able to jump and dunk in the league. This was before a whole bunch of burkers caught up to him. It happens, you know, it's old age, food. Anyway, like I was saying, Charles Barkley is being honored by the Sixers. Yes, they put a statue outside of their practice facility. Practice. We're talking about practice. That's the same facility that, you know, Iverson didn't want to go into. But yes, Charles Barkley has a statue outside of that facility, and it is beautiful. And actually is looking Charles Barkley in his Sixers years. Even he was astounded, stating that I don't know if I was ever this skinny. I 100% believe you. I don't know either. But according to my memory, yes, you were running and you were jumping and you were going up down the court like a spook deer. You were one of the fastest things outside of Bo Jackson I've ever seen come out of Alabama at that time. But I do understand. Burgers catch up to all of us. And cake is tasty. But I want to thank y'all for hanging around with me. Stay here, chill out, grab yourself a drink, because I want you to stay hydrated. This is Ball Court. We're going to be right back with some more World of Basketball. That's it. Welcome back. This is Ball Court. I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. And what a beautiful world it is. And I must say, I want to go ahead and talk about 2K20. The reason why I'm talking about 2K20, and you're here. 2K20, one of the greatest video games, it now has WNBA in there. So, when you stop and you think, the WNBA is now on 2K20. So I can take my favorite WNBA player and I can put up stats on them that are video game-like. And you know what I'm going to tell you? Elena Deladon has already beat you to it in real life. Yes, Elena Deladon is now putting up video game-type stats. She has joined the elite club of basketball players who've done 50, 40, 90. These are career stats I'm talking about. 51.5% 51.5% field goal percentage, 43% three-point percentage, and 97.4 free throw percentage. She's joined the elite of Larry Bird. Yes, she's joined the elite of Steve Nash, the elite of Kevin Durant, and the elite of no other women WNBA player. She is at the highest ranking. I must say, Elena Deladon. I want every girl athlete that I train, every girl athlete that comes across, that plays your video game and plays you as a character, to aspire to hit those numbers. One day, here's my hope for you, Elena. 
as a great, great player as you are and a great inspiration to the community of basketball, one day I want so many girls to be inspired by this tremendous feat that it eclipses you, that you are no longer spoken of as the only woman to go ahead and do this. And I definitely believe that everybody is chasing this. I made sure, I'm making sure that the girls that I coach is chasing these numbers. This is a matter of perfection. This is what skill and practice brings. You don't shoot 51% from field goal percent, 51% from the field goal by accident. And I'm not saying that she is single covered every night. There has yet to be a game that I have watched where she is not double or triple covered. They're sending everybody at her. It's like everybody in Washington is guarding her because we sure know they're not doing anything else. But it seems to me that it is absolutely amazing. This girl has continuously done it. Now, the rules were a little different when Larry Bird did it. They, it wasn't a shooter's league. It was a little bit more uh, physical. But the WNBA does allow that physicality. So we can no longer use that as an excuse. When Steve Nash did it, the league was in transition. So you had a lot of double teaming. You had a lot of athletic players. And Steve Nash was not an athletic player. So you can't say that it, she's, you can't say, it's, well, the league is different. It's not. It's not that different. Not in that WNBA. She is a she is a stretch guard. She's a stretch forward, like Kevin Durant is, but she does it so fluid. It is beautiful. Not saying Kevin Durant is not beautiful at what he does, but hands down, you cannot compare the two and say that they are not equally great. This girl has showed out. Now, anybody who's not watching the WNBA, you're bad. You're missing out on some of the greatest basketball ever. So, let's take a look of the current basketball players in this time. Who is doing that? One is out injured with an Achilles injury. And the other, you're passing up to watch whatever else that you feel is more important. You're bad. Yes, that, that, that one kind of hurt me because she is killing it. And, you know what? She's not finished winning. Elena Deladon is also, for the third consecutive year in a row, the number one jersey sales in the WNBA. Number two, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you who's going to round out that top five. Number two is one of my favorites, Aces, Asia Wilson. Number three, of course, is, you know, Candace Parker. How could you not think that she, she would be up, not be up there? Number four, can anyone guess? Anyone? Diana Taurasi, yes, the GOAT herself is that number four. I felt she should have been a little bit higher, but given for the fact that she has not played most of the year, I could understand why, but she's still the GOAT. It's kind of like saying Kobe's, Kobe Bryant should be at number four. If you had said that at any point in time Kobe was in the league, somebody would have smacked you. They would have smacked you and took away all your press passes and everything. You would not be allowed in another basketball game from here to eternity. But I digress. And number five, of course, the great, the one, the only, the one that everybody knows who it is, Sue Bird. Oh, you thought I was going to say Liz Cambage. I know you did. I'm so sorry. It was Sue Bird. 
with the Jersey sales ranking out at number five. But Sue Bird is also one of the GOATs as well. I'm going to tell you, if you know anything about the WNBA, Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi are pretty much the pillars of the game. If any, These are the two ladies who I definitely feel after this game is over, after their career is done, you will see them on the sidelines in the NBA. They have basketball knowledge that you and I have not even scratched the surface of. They forgot more basketball than you know. I'll tell you. Now, Diamond Shields, she's out there shining like a diamond. Of course she is. In her first playoff experience, she came out and showed out. 25 points, making that the fifth highest points ever scored in a playoff game. Diamond Shields showed out to beat the Mercury. Phoenix Mercury is one of the toughest teams with Brittany Griner playing in that middle. It's hard to beat them. But she played her heart out. And, of course, you know, she has a, a little help from, uh, from Stephanie Dawson and, and Astu Nador. I, I always mispronounce her name, and I do apologize. And they had 16 points. It was, it was amazing. These ladies knew what they had to do. Now, let me teach you something about perseverance. They went into this game very young-minded, very, very wide-eyed, like, hey, they can do this. At halftime, they sat down by three, 41 to, 41 to 44, with Brittany Griner, the monster, sitting over there on the other bench. They were down by three. Now, I could sit here and regale you with stories of how great that second half was and what happened next and what they do. I'm going to leave it to your imagination. Chicago Sky won that game. 105 to 76 in a beautiful display. They absolutely took over the second half. They showed out in a way that was unbelievable. And I must say, this was amazing. The reason why this was so amazing, because this was happening during the same week. During the same week, Aston Nadal was thrown out of the game for the absolute worst. The worst ejection you've ever seen. She was checking her arm, and the ref walked into her and thought it was an act of aggression and threw her out of the game. But that did not waver anything. They were down, they were defeated, and they still came back in a winner-take-all to move on to the next round. When you got a diamond on your team, the team is going to shine. Good job, Chicago Sky. We'll see y'all in the next round. Yes, we will. And I must, I must say, these women have been showing out this week. So you definitely want to go ahead and stick on to the playoffs because that next round is going to be just as tough and just as exciting. Now, while you're here, I want you to chill, kick back, relax. I'm going to go ahead and grab some more tea because I actually got some tea for you, too. So hang around here. This is Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. Hang with me. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. 
And since we are the world of basketball, let's go ahead and talk about the world of basketball. Yes, FIBA, the World Cup, being played right now in Beijing and China. Beautiful, beautiful game as it is. We are hurting as USA fans. I must say, I want to go ahead and go ahead and get it out there. Three days ago, on the 11th of September. France defeated the United States 79 to 89. Now, Rudy Gobert, if you do remember, one of the defensive player of the year, plays for France. And it was it was a show out that what he he did what he does. But we sit and we think to ourselves, was that a winnable one? Did we let that one get away? Were we not prepared? Well, did we not have the right pieces in place? Hands down, I'm proud of that USA team, that how they played and what they have done. And those pieces, I felt, were the right ones in place. But it's going to take some time to grow. We also took a loss in the consolation game the following day to Serbia. 94-89 that was. Now, that loss was a little tougher to swallow because... As you remember a few weeks ago on my show, I talked about how Serbia was talking like if we ever meet, God help them. God didn't help us. It was 9489. God helped them a lot. If you, if you saw the game, it was it if we didn't have uh if it wasn't for Kemba Walker scoring 18, if it wasn't for uh um you know, we had bench players coming off dropping 16. We had a lot of we had a lot of key pieces there. Donovan Mitchell showed out in both of those games looking really great. We have a promising future. But like Kobe was saying, at this point in time, you know, things is changing in basketball. It is very much changing. Right now, we are looking at that final showdown coming along tomorrow. And Look at the teams that are in place for that final showdown. You're going to have Argentina playing against Spain. Years ago, Argentina, Manu Ginobili was the thing that was pushing Argentina up there. And it was like, man, they're on their way. They're going to be there soon. They're there now. We take a look at Spain with having the Gasol brothers and then Ricky Rubio on their roster, how could you not put them in a championship game? They're where they're supposed to be. And so is the world, for that matter, is where it's supposed to be in basketball. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb because that game is playing tomorrow, and I'm going to be the one to say it. Yes, the game is going to be playing on Sunday, September 15th, so I want everybody to tune in, see if I'm wrong. I'm going to be the first one to say it. Spain will take the World Cup. Spain will beat Argentina tomorrow in the World Cup. I guarantee it. I'm not like other shows where I'm going to tell you a line or tell you the spreads or worry about the cover. I'm telling you basketball. It's what I know. I know basketball. I don't know betting. I know basketball. I'm telling you basketball. Trust me. Spain beats them. I don't know if it's going to be on a three-point. I don't know how it's going to happen, but Spain wins. They, they have a lot more tools. But back to what I was saying about the entire how basketball has evolved around the world. 
we have now a rise of international players. Let's take a look in our league, the number one league that we have right now in the United States. It's just the NBA. The the uh, rookie, the MVP this year was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Rookie of the year was Luka Doncic. Um, we had uh, um, the most improved was Pascal Siakam. You know, and then you have defensive player of the year once again was Rudy Gobert. The international game has now become our national game. The the only difference is is of course there's a little bit the rule difference is differs from the NBA to FIBA, but hands down the world is caught up. Kobe says that the days of Barcelona dream team are gone. It, it it it's been gone for a while. The world is now caught up, and they have caught they've been caught up to us for a while now. Ricky Rubio is not in his first year in the league. We the, the 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 changing of the guard has happened. They're no longer getting autographs at the Olympics. Angola's not running over to the US like, oh my God, can I take a picture with you no more? Basketball has evolved. And it has evolved into the way and into the form that we had always hoped that it would be. That when you are an NBA champion, you can honestly say that you are a world champion. And that's what it has evolved. Now, you have the best players in the world in one league. And that's why the world of basketball has gotten so beautiful. It's no longer just one Yao Ming out there. There's no longer a Luke Longley coming up from Australia. There's no longer a just, you know, you have one, uh, you have one Matumbo coming over from Africa. You know? You now have many. The world is taking notice. They now do not sit on their chairs and wait. They practice the game. And they practice the game the right way. So, boys and girls, all of you out there just trying to get up there and dunk, and no offense to nobody that's you know banging on people, I'm talking Mikey Williams, all of y'all, keep doing y'all thing. But, there's a lot more to the game than just dunking and three-pointers. Learn the game in its entirety. The rest of the world is watching, and they're learning. So we got to keep up, all right? Speaking about those team from down under, because I brought up Luke Longley. And if I'm going to bring up Luke Longley, I'm going to have to talk about Australia. The Boomers showed out this World Cup. They play phenomenal. Patty Miller played phenomenal. But there's one person I haven't spoke about, but he's actually done things every day. And that was Perth Wildcats' own Nick K. Now, Nick K, he had 16 points in, his, in the last game that he played for the Boomers, but it wasn't just 16 points. He had a plus 20 efficiency rating. Now, being an analytical guy myself, that plus 20 efficiency rating shows that He's giving back to his team in every possible way. And with 11 rebounds, holding down a double-double, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see him play. Then Wildcats is going to be tough. I'm saying probably the second toughest team in the NBL behind, uh, I would say behind Melbourne United. But hands down, they're going to be a tough team to beat. And I don't know what it is about Nick. He's... 
He's been beasting out in Beijing, and I think he's going to take that back. Especially now with the NBL already starting up their uh, preseason, he's going to be falling right there in gear. Speaking of the NBL preseason, LaMelo Ball has done his first official preseason game. Yes. Unfortunately, the Awara Rocket, I mean the Awara Hawks, I keep calling them the Awara Rockets, is because of you, Aaron Brooks. It's because of you. Anyway, the Awara Hawks, they uh, played against the Melbourne United. That team is like a dream team. They are phenomenal. They were very quick. But Melo actually played very well. He was, from the video that I was watching, he was very scrappy out there. You know, he is in there. He, he does what LaMelo does. He stepped in on passes, cut those passes off. He was able to get three-point shots up there. He's great at spreading the floor, even, in, even on a pro basis. He could spread the floor perfectly. And he got that great court vision to get that pass off. So, I saw some great things. I saw some I saw some things uh, areas of opportunity as far as defense, uh, but I definitely think there's a great there's a good ceiling there, and I think that this is what he needs to make it to that uh, being the number one in the 2020 draft that his goal is. So, Melo, keep doing your thing. I know this is just preseason. Yo, game beat by over 30 points hurts, even in preseason, but. This is about development. I definitely think you're going to get better. Now, I want y'all to hang around with me. I'm going to take a break real quick because I'm going to have to get my, my tea. I got Shady or Genius coming up soon. I got a special guest for the Why You, why, you, know, why you Ball segment. As well as I got some hot kicks off for the Let's Kick It segment. So stick around with us right here at Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. Hang around. Welcome back to Ball Court. This is the world of basketball. I'm Coach Drew, and time for one of our favorite segments. Let's kick it. Let's kick it. Let's kick it. Come on. All right. So, our shoes that we have up for Let's Kick It today is, of course, I'm going to start off with a must because you know the con contractor, we are obligated to do so. Yes, the first shoe is going to be the Nike LeBron 17s. Yes, they're going to be coming out October 3rd. And I've seen some pre-released. They look absolutely crazy. And black and white right now is a little bit similar to the 16s, but it has a little bit more, more to it. It's, you got to see it. Check it out. I will be posting it right at Ball Court World. And I will also be posting it at Drew Coach 43. Check it out. It is absolute fire. I think that that's going to be something I want to play in. Those look like definitely play shoes. I can see myself playing in those. But now I got some shoes that is absolutely not playing. This is the Jordan 12s. Yes. I know you're saying, well, the Jordan 12s already came out. 
But be it for the fact that it is the NFL and is that season, is that time of year, the NBA decides, you know what, they're going to give a shout-out. So Jumpman23, yes, I'm shouting y'all out by your Instagram tagline. The Jordan brand released the Jordan 12 with the football inspired. So if you can take a look, look at this right here. That upper part of the sole is actually made with that football, same football material. And then, as you can clearly see on that bottom sole, has that nice turf in the shoe. I know it, it, it looks fire. I would definitely play in those, especially, you know, I'll throw on some NFL socks with it and just go all day on somebody, you know. But we're going to talk about some Jordan shoes that is the next up. Yes, we're talking about the next wave. Zion Williamson shoe, Jordan's 34. Yes, the Jordan 34. I know you've seen him at the park banging in these shoes. I know you've seen them out right now. I love them. They're sleek. They're futuristic. I feel it is the evolution of Jordan. That midsole right there, see that space in there? It gives you for the extra support, especially for somebody like Zion. He's going to need that bouncing around the place like that. Boy, you don't stay on that floor. Anyway, next, I want to go ahead and take a look at these. Now, I like these. I'm a little biased because I like my shoes to have a little pop to them. Now, these right here has the pop. I know, I know what you're saying. Third week in a row with an Adidas Harden Volume 4. Yes, third week in a row with an Adidas Volume Harden, Adidas Harden Volume 4. You know why? Because these are the pink lemonades. Look at them. Look at these. These are absolutely fire. Deep pink with this nice pale pink. Got that nice little fuchsia. You can rock this with a sweater. Or if your team is pink and black, especially if it's a hot pink and black, this pale pink will really let it pop. Show it out. These are some great plain sneakers. So next time you're stepping back behind the three-point line, you remember those pink lemonades. And, of course, the Jordan 12s. If you're going to go ahead and tackle some really great games, you're going to run rock those Jordan 12s. Let's not forget the LeBron 17s, October 3rd. They're coming out. And last but not least, the 34s by Zion. Jordan 34s. Check them out. This has been Let's Kick It. I want y'all to chill. I'm going to come back with some tea for y'all. And then we're going to have our favorite, favorite segment, Shady or Genius, right here on Ball Court. I am Coach Rue. This is the world of basketball. Man, I'm about to run out the Foot Locker real quick. I'll be right back. Stick with me. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And we are now upon us at that time where we have Shady or Genius. Yes, this is a great segment for me. And today's topic on Shady or Genius is Lonzo Ball. Lonzo decided he wanted to stop by a radio show recently last week, and he had tea. So guess what? We will be joining Lonzo this evening. And we shall be having tea. Yes. Let's see. Tea's quite hot. Lonzo stated in the interview that the Triple B shoes that he so endorsed, the Zeo 2s, 
Yes, he had to have a pair for every quarter because they would fall apart every single quarter. He stated Demo, yes, Mr. Demo, his manager, would carry them in the bag. He would carry them in the bag at each time. Another pair where he can actually go ahead and uh, change into after each quarter. So when he was injured that first year, when he wasn't producing that first year, it wasn't the Lakers training staff, as you know his father alluded to. It wasn't poor, poor conditioning or poor coaching that his father alluded to. It was the sneakers and the poor, poorly manufactured sneakers at that that were selling for $400. So think about this. He had a pair of $400 pair of sneakers that you only can wear for 12 minutes at a time. Now that's some tea. So it's going to be $1,200 to finish a full game. You have to be a big baller to do that. Mm. What tea Lonzo had? Now, let's ask us this question. Was it tea time? Was it the time to be spilling that tea? Why did he do it at this possible time? Yes, we reported that he closed his warehouse in L.A. to tie up some loose ends. We also reported how much great times that he's having over in New Orleans since he got over there. Re as of recent, him and Zion attended uh, uh, the, um, a game for the um, Saints. Yes. And they were joking and playing on the sideline, making fun of each other like Kiki Kid. So, is there a Zolonzo Jordan brand in the future? Do we see the Jumpman 35 with Lonzo's face on it? We don't know. But I can tell you what we won't see. Those ZO2s for that first quarter. Or <laughs> for any part of the NBA season. Yes, when the Paul Georges exploded on Zion last year, everybody thought that Nike was going to go under. But this news... This news, this tea has been so hot. I'm more than positive this has boosted the sales for Nike and every other brand. So, if you are one of the big ballers who purchased your big baller sneaker that you can wear for 10 minutes of basketball play at a time, kudos to you. Great investment. Hey, I have a bridge out in Brooklyn. It's going at half price. I can sell it for you. Oceanfront property right here in Vegas. I got you. And this has been Shady or Genius. Stick around with us on Ball Court. I have a special guest. They're going to be with us for Why You Ball right here on Ball Court. World of Basketball. I'm Coach Drew. I'm going to finish the rest of my tea. Stick with me. Hang around. so we could expose some of our young athletes and the stars of tomorrow. So, sitting sit into my stage right, we do have Anaya Williams. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Excellent. And sitting on my stage left, we have 
Naya Marshall, aka Nyla Williams, also. How you doing? Pretty good. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, I am glad to have both of y'all here. We're going to, I want to talk with them, find out why do you ball. All right? So, don't be scared of our guests. They like you out here. You can talk to them. They're friends of mine. Trust me. Y'all good? You good? We good. All right. So, first, let me start off with you, Anaya. All right. I know, everybody knows, you know, you're my daughter, you, I've introduced you to the game, I showed you how to ball, but what is the drive that keeps you going? I'm talking under days where I can't be the one coaching you, I can't be the one there. What keeps you pushing? What keeps you playing at that level? Um, well, just knowing that I could, like, with basketball, I could make it to college and actually have a career with basketball. It just makes you want to go even harder. All right. All right. So so those future endeavors is what really does it for you, huh? Excellent. And, Nyla, you've had a tough road. I know that when you first started playing, you were actually sitting on the bench for Cram, right? Uh, all the way at the end of the bench at that. Now, last, last season that you had last year, you were one of the stars on the team. This year, you are now like one of the main attractions over there at Cram. What what keeps you going? What makes you think say, "Hey, I gotta get to that next level"? Um, I would say kind of like Anaya said, just like wanting to play and wanting to get somewhere in life, and the fact that I can get better and get paid for something that I love to do. So just knowing that it just makes me want to go even further with it. Excellent, excellent. Now, the upcoming school season has started. I know that there's, you know, some intramurals going on. You yourself haven't made your school team as of yet. You're still working. And you, you're going to be a returning player. Okay. So, let me ask you. The summer season, let me just give you all a quick update. AAU, both of them for the summer AAU, they competed in the Bigfoot Hoops tournament. You took second place in your age group. And you, y'all won your age group, I do believe, correct? So, after that big summer season that both of you have, what can we look forward to? Nyla, you first. Um, I feel like we could just look forward to more championships, more trophies, more um, people noticing who we are, and just meeting more people, getting bigger and wider as a whole team. All right. What about you? What do you think? What do you think that our viewers, our listeners, they, what do you think that they could expect from Anaya in this upcoming season? Um, they could expect a lot of defense and passing and some three-pointers. There we go. There we go. We'll, we'll be looking forward to that. Now, as a coach, I'm always evaluating talent. I'm always evaluating players. But... What I definitely do believe is that as a coach, I have to evaluate myself. Now, self-evaluation is important, I do believe, for athletes. What do, you, what do we think we can improve on? Um, I feel like just improving on how I take certain situations and handle them. I know I have been getting better with channeling my anger and how I feel and like showing it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if I just work a little bit harder on that, then it'll come off more as me being a more positive player than always being angry or something of that nature. That's good. 
profession, professionalism is going to be what takes you to that next step. You have to be a professional on the court as well as off the court. And let me ask you, Anaya, what do you feel that you need to work on? Um, well, probably being less shy and talking more because as well as basketball and the actual skill of basketball, you also need to know how to talk and communicate with other people. All right. Well, we got some great things that we're going to be looking forward to from both of you. I think that it was an excellent thing having you out here today. You've actually put some things down on paper and on record that everybody's going to be looking forward to. Now, just in case if you're wondering if it was due to nepotism or that I actually brought them out here, it is not. It is actually due to the fact that they are actually leading in their positions at their age groups right now. Nyla, if you've got a chance to watch any of those, uh, any of the Bigfoot hoop games that she played in, phenomenal player. I'm talking moving up and down the court. In the NJB game at the age of 13, she almost got a dunk. That's the reason that she's here today. We got video of that. We're going to show you that. Also, I want to also point out that Anaya, one of our better shooters for the Vegas Lights, along with you know her wingman, Sinai Branch. They've been lighting up three-pointers left and right this season. During her NJB season in her last game, playing against some ninth graders and eighth graders, she dropped four three-pointers. No, I'm sorry, three three-pointers to start off the game. She went three or four from three-point range. And all over 35 feet. So, that's why they're here. Elite talent is always recognized on why you ball. And at ball court and the world of basketball, Coach Drew recognizes elite talent. I want to thank everybody for joining us for this episode of World of Basketball. This has been an awesome time. I want to thank my guests, Nyla, Marshall. Thank you. I want to, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to hurt the finger. That video, I got to show you that video too. That's going to be at ball, at ball court world. She pulled her finger out from a girl's head, foot and still made a great pass. And... The video of Anaya hitting the 35-footer, that's going to be up there, too. I want to thank you, Anaya, for being here. And I want to thank all of you. I want to thank CWN Sports for hosting me every week and making sure that I could come into your living rooms and in your cars as everywhere you are listening to my podcast or watching this video. I want to ask all of you to go to our YouTube and go ahead and subscribe. Click like, click the bell so you can be alert of all of the new videos and the promo videos that are coming up. And I also want to thank you for just sitting back and being you. This is Ball Court. Check us out at Ball Court World on Instagram. You can like our page on Facebook. And I am Coach Drew. Check me out, Drew, Co Drew Coach 43 on Instagram. And I want to thank you for choosing Ball Court. And thank you for sitting here with me. You could be anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. And I respect that. Have a great one. I'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. Oh, how was that last oh, segment? I was going to ask you some of the questions from there, but I was like, y'all are fretting right now, y'all. Yeah, but you did pretty good. You were so nervous. Nice.
people listening, it's a ball court with coach rules. We're all with basketball. Now go hit the showers. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.